0: Hello and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories.
1: Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome to Shelf-asaurus, the podcast that unites uh, two people who have a lot of love for solo games and who are creating content for uh, many, many people, but specifically, specifically for the solo community. Uh, I am sure. your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by. I represent Shelf Stories on YouTube and also the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. So if you're listening on either of those things, uh, please uh, thank you so much. Go ahead and hit subscribe on my channel, Shelf Stories. And also, uh, if you're not subscribed already, subscribe to the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, we are not doing that today. We are doing solo shelf uh, shelf today uh and the reason i call (laughs) it that is because i have a one half of the solosaurus podcast the new rebooted solosaurus podcast uh you may know him from his frequent posts i'm saying a lot of them on the solo board gamers guild and bg41 and all different facebook groups uh he is martin Gonzalez. welcome to the show
0: Hey, I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm very uh, honored to uh, be gracing your show and uh, just to meet you. Yeah, man. you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, you know, we yeah. see each other's posts. We like each other's stuff and everything. So, you know, I, I love this. I, this is my, my anti-COVID, uh, I, my, my screw you COVID response. I'm just going to invite a whole bunch of people, uh, cold yeah. call them, cold message them and be like, you know what, be on my show.
0: I mean, that's, I think that's great. I mean, I think we're all kind of coping with the whole re- new reality, right, in our own way. And like you mentioned earlier about how I post a lot. <laughs> it's no secret. Okay. If, you're, if you're somebody on the Solo Board Gamers, uh, primarily SBG, yeah. but also uh, Board Game Spotlight, I, I tend to post there quite a bit. Um, and I try to give some love to, uh, you know, like I'm aware of like six or seven solo uh, yeah. Facebook groups actually, and I try to spread some love, but SBG is my first and foremost. And I keep coming back to it. And first one. I just got to, yeah. And I got to give a shout out to the admin team over there. They work so hard behind the scenes. and yeah, we're,
1: we're talking Sean and Sydney Bristol. Uh, yeah. Sean being the one who first started out. He, he's been on my show too. Uh, awesome. He's been on a couple of times. Uh, and uh, Thomas Daniel. Colbert, I've reached out to him. I, was, I will uh, maybe, maybe I'll get Thomas on there at some point. Uh, right. Jimmy Howard is also uh, involved. He's been on my show a bunch of times. Uh, so yeah, you know, we're a big happy family over here. And everybody's welcome on the show.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, no, it's just but like to finish that thought, right? Like um, the the increase in posting just came about, you know, as a result of like just being stuck at home and having to work from home and all this stuff. And I apologize if now you can hear um, puppies um, crying in the background. We have four uh, dogs. and they, don't, they can't make up their minds. Do you want to be in the office? Cool, I got to close my door. And then two minutes later, they're like, they want to leave. And then two minutes later, they'll be scratching at my door. So right now, I'm sorry I have to get up and open the
1: yeah, door. Yeah, sure. Oh, no, we're live.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not editing this thing. You think I edit these things? No way. <laughs> <laughs> we keep
0: it out, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I also want to say that, um, as you mentioned, I am only one half uh, of the Solosaurus podcast. Uh, the other half, Michael Eckenfels, um, could not be with us because he's working. Working. I tried, <laughs> Just,
1: I, I tried to make this as late as possible, y'all. I'm, it's like 10 after 10 in the evening for me. I know. Like, man, sir,
0: you're, man. In the, you're in the East Coast, and I'm in California. It's only like seven twelve in the evening for me. So thank you for staying up late. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, <laughs> There's always editing, so uh, you're actually in between editing. um Like I started a, a, a clip, and then it's like, oh, I gotta call Martin, and then I'm gonna pick it up afterwards. That's uh, the only That's time awesome. I get to edit as a parent. So I put my kids to bed, and then I come down to the basement.
0: Um, oh my gosh! How many kids do you have? What's up? How many kids do you have, and how old are they?
1: I have t- I have two children. They are five and two, so they are a little nice. bit too young for games. Uh, mm-hmm. Although the f- I mean, like like you know, our game, so to speak. Uh, my kid, I, I she likes Outfox. That that is where she's graduated to at this point. Nice. Uh, so so she doesn't quite play like she doesn't really know what it means yeah. to eliminate like a suspect or anything. But you know, she's getting there. And at some yeah. point, you know, she's I'm going to put a, uh, um, some Uno cards in her hand, and we'll see how it goes from there.
0: That's awesome. That's super exciting, man. You got kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got four four ah, kids too. I had to... not but you they're could, all they You all... could not pay me. You'd have to go to eight <laughs>
1: figures to get me past two kids.
0: <laughs> right? I know. Right? What were we thinking? Uh, but they're they're mostly older now. Our oldest is like twenty eight, um, and then we've got a twenty four year old, twenty two year old. Uh, and so the the younger two they still live with us, and they game every so often. In fact. Um, we just had a pretty exciting game of Black Orchestra with my daughter uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, and so, uh, we, speaking we, of yeah.
1: that, we're going to do a little bit of get-to-know-you stuff just to kind of let, you, let the people know what we're going to do. We'll do some get-to-know-you stuff. We're going to do like, just combine po- combined podcast stuff, but then eventually I, I think this would be a great opportunity to get into that game. Because I do like that game as well. And we can kind of break mm-hmm. down uh, what yeah. you like about it and all that kind of stuff. I imagine you're gonna recruit a podcast anyway, but I'm ninja-ing that thing. <laughs> We're gonna take <laughs> that fine. off of your plate.
0: <laughs> That's totally fine. We can absolutely talk about that game. I love that game.
1: Absolutely. So <laughs> let's but let's get to so this, some of the get to know you stuff first. So you are in California. Um, mm-hmm. you are recently on the Solosaurus podcast. Uh, That's correct. when I when I first want I because I, I I was subscribed to Solosaurus the entire time uh and i wanted uh brandon and carter on the show but it just never happened just you know stuff life and then i'm like oh let me go reach out to brandon and carter again oh wait a minute, who is this guy
0: <laughs> yep. is, he the yeah. is he the guy that posts all the so, time So um, that happen <laughs> <laughs> it was oh it's, it's a funny story right um it's not like brandon i mean i was i was a fan of the show and i was listening to them and um then Brandon just kind of messaged me on Facebook messenger out of the blue. And he goes, Hey, I know, you know, we're kind of like Facebook acquaintances, but we're not like, you know, sure. friends in real life or anything like that. But he's like, basically he gave me he said, a long, long earnest post saying that his life situation and, and Carter's life situations are changing and they've got this, you know, show and it's built up a listenership and, it, you know, they're part of the Dice Tower network and all this stuff. And it would be a shame to just let it all, you know, kind of, uh, fade away and so he's like when he was thinking about you know would who would he want to ask to be able to take it on or keep it going uh, he said my name was the first that popped into Mm -hmm. head for his head for the first so the same reason that we're talking now because i tend to be very very active (laughs) on SBG. so um that's kind of how it went down
1: it's not just like that you post like you ask good questions like you, set up like okay. Uh, if there's one game that you could rescue from the apocalypse, or if there's like, uh, <laughs> if, if a genie came in and like let you trade ten game, ten of your game for one other game. So like you right. kind of, yeah. Like it, it's it confounds me as somebody. Who is not good at social media? Like I have a podcast, I'm a content creator, I'm a da da da. I I can't stand it. I can't I can't stand Facebook and so, Twitter and all that stuff. And like it, you, just, it just I I'm, I'm jealous of you, my friend. I'm jealous that you <laughs> seem to have kind of you know what to do in order to get the the people talking to you.
0: I mean. It's it's a it's a combination of certain things. Um, we'll put a pin in the whole Solosaurus conversation. Come back to that. We'll go on a tangent, just like Michael and I do on our show all the time. You know uh, what? Welcome home, <laughs> welcome home, my friend. Right. The problem with me and Michael is we go on so many tangents and then we forget where we came from. You know. So, but um. Um so uh, it all comes down to, um, it's about game design. So uh, oddly enough, I am an amateur game designer. I have two games on board game geek. Nobody's yeah. ever heard of them. They're print and play free to play, whatever games. Um, but, uh, although my game did get mentioned on uh, SUSD one really? time, so uh, wow. I was very, very pleased about that. Wow. Um, Random. but, um, um, uh, so so you know, like obviously one of the game design tenets is you want to give people interesting choices and tough choices, right so you know and, and being around like board game, Facebook, or media after a while, you get sick and tired of the same old conversation starters. you know oh, yeah. what are your top five blah 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 what are your blah, blah. yeah so how much time um, epic
1: do you play <laughs>
0: <laughs> right I'm a so, solo
1: gaming, suggest something on party <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, I, to your point, right? Like, you know, whenever I post something, I want people's brains to get tickled, and I want to give them a little bit of a something that's to chew on, make a little crunchy for them. You know? So that's kind of where that comes from. And then the other piece of it is, um, in, in outside of board games, I'm uh, I'm somebody who makes a living with words and writing, and so that kind of you know makes its way into I write reviews and stuff like that. My dog uh, speaks to me, and then I translate his thoughts. <laughs> Into game your, reviews. My dog is
1: a geek list, I think.
0: Yeah, my, my dog is over 20 reviews now on Board Game Geek. He's about to become a <laughs> copper board game reviewer and get a wow. micro badge. <laughs> 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 He's actually got more reviews and better reviews than I do on Board Game Geek. So How my goes. dog is more successful than I am, so that's fine.
1: I did a review of a game called Prisma Arena, it was a Hub Games thing. And it got whatever views. And then like Cora from Van and Cora is reviewing it. And it's like seven times. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's the way it goes.
0: But yeah, to to circle back around to the Solosaurus thing. So I was like blown away. I'm like, wow, I'm so honored. I'm still here as a fanboy of Solosaurus. And now you're asking me to you know, host the show, co-host the show. And oddly enough, Michael and I had known each other on as fellow solo board gamers, you know, and he and I had been talking about starting a podcast for like the longest time, and we had never gotten it together. So I presented the idea to him and I'm like, hey, we're being given this golden opportunity to take over an existing thing with a, you know, with a listenership. And it's, about solo board games. I mean, like this couldn't be more perfect for you and me. And he said yes. And we try to fit into our schedule. So, um, that was in episode 66 that Brandon and I first transitioned. We did a, he and I co-reviewed, um, Arkham Horror LCG, um, while uh, Carter was uh, becoming a new parent at the time, and then um, in episode sixty seven we all got together, all four of us, Brandon, Carter, Michael, and myself, and we reviewed mage night mm-hmm. and you know Brandon was like, uh, this had to be if we were going to go out, if the old uh, incarnation of solo source was going to go out, it had to go out on mage night, right like the the eight hundred pound gorilla of solo games, and so that 's what we did and then um, starting episode sixty eight onward it 's been me and Michael. And Mm -hmm. because the first episode of Solosaurus back in um, 2018 was called uh, Getting Started, we thought that we would title our reboot episode Getting Restarted. And, you know, just as an homage, of course, to Brandon and Carter. So we've recorded four or five episodes now, um, learning a lot (laughs) about the whole process, right? (laughs) Right. We've never done a podcast before. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but we're having a lot of fun. Um, Fitting it in is interesting because we record, we used to record on Saturday mornings starting at 9 a.m. for me. And now we record Sunday mornings. And I don't know where it's going to evolve, but, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, my, fa- my, my wife has been extremely understanding about the whole thing, right. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's super important, you know, because it cuts, I mean, hats off to you, right. Cause it cuts, it really cuts into our time. And like, especially if you have young kids, like it's bananas, Right. So, but it's fun. It's really mm-hmm.
1: fun. It, you know, and like, I found it when I started. Um, so I joined with Anthony Chaffield. Anthony Chaffield started a, a podcast called Table for One and it was this was in 2016 his he had a main podcast it was like on kaitis a lot of transitions. so he just like started a solo podcast in episode five he's like hey if anybody wants to call in and you know be on an episode so i called in and (laughs) i was on an episode wrecking onirim and it just kind of like i don't know like his podcast kind of started up and then i'm like i can do this so i just kind of (laughs) like And it, 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 occurred at a time in my life where there's a lot of transitions. So like I was, at the time I was listening, I was living at my father-in-law's house. We had just moved to Connecticut from New York city, priced out. Like a lot of people just, you know, can't afford it anymore, paying $2,000 a month for a one bedroom. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so then we were living at my father-in-law's house and, and like, there was just a lot of transition. My kid, my youngest was, I think one or two at a time and I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have a game group. So it, 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 the podcast became like my, my steadiness, right? Because yeah. I moved to a house and then I had another kid and then I changed jobs and I got a license. I'm a psychotherapist now. I got da, 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 da. And like every, it was nice to have that every week yeah of regularity right yeah uh you know just like you no know, and i would re- i had a system i would record two at a time you know i have you know if i had a guest come on so like the secret by the way do two at a time so that you are ahead uh i don't know well yeah. I, you have to have a. you have to keep below 45 minutes which you guys have not been successful at
0: but no no we keep trying we're very, we're very conscious about that but somebody keeps going off on tangents <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to keep them short. If you can't keep them short, then that's not going to work out. But uh, like, yeah, it's I had not a sustainable. Of it, and I, I, <laughs> I reached out to people, and I had this, and like it was just nice to have that like regularity. And then, yeah, then I finally got the house. I like, am so I'm, in, I'm in, I bought a house. I finally in the house that I that I bought. And my kids are getting a little bit older. I'm not having any more. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know, then kind of like as things settled down, I kind of reevaluated. Uh, and then it's like, okay, COVID hit. And it's like, all right, well, the podcast is cool, but I wanna do this, right? I want like to see people's faces. And mm-hmm. um, we just did the top 200 uh, commentary. So like we, we you know, and the, th- the next one's coming out as we, a as recording is coming out tomorrow. And nice. there was a thread on BGG, like they saw my face and they saw Kevin Erskine's face and whoever else. And people started posting their own faces. And they're like, okay, this is what I look like. And this is what I look like. And I'm like, this is cool. I finally get very to cool. see. And, yeah. and this is what I wanted to have you on there before because your your little meatball thing looks like something. But now I'm like, you know, seeing you <laughs> seeing the real you, and now I can kind of visualize it when you're talking on the podcast. Yeah. So I real I yeah. wanted to do that. I wanted to make that transition. So uh, pause great, the podcast man. for a while. I booted up YouTube. And now I'm kind of going in a different direction. Uh, but yes, yeah, I don't know how That's this great. how interesting this is to people. But like the hell with it. We're just talking.
0: <laughs> we, We're just. I I think it's great. I mean, like you know, to, for me, it's like I yeah. I, I, I think if we're like making a real human connection, I think that other real humans can connect with that as well. Yeah.
1: Real humans come real humans. (laughs) I'm dying for real humans. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I guess like the, the, so the question I want to ask before we get to black orchestra is like specific to Facebook um, Mm -hmm. because, because you're such an active poster. I mean, do you, I don't know how to ask this question, but like, like, do you notice like a difference this year? You know, I mean, you've been around for a little while. Do you notice that like the conversations are different? Like, you know, I, I think people are a posting more, but they're also posting like I'm too tired to play a game now, or you know, or whatever, or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I wish I could play more games. I I thought I was gonna have more t- more games, but I'm so tired because of COVID, because of all this happening, uh, yeah. or something. So, like, I don't know. Like, our, as a as an active person, like, what are you seeing in like the yeah. game community this year?
0: That's a really great question. And I mean, it kind of mirrors my own kind of evolution as I, you know, joined you know, like online board game groups back in 2018, which is when I started, I got into board gaming in October, 2017. It was Eldritch horror was my gateway game. It was my son actually, who, you know, dragged me into it. And, um, (laughs)
1: there
0: you go. It's still one of my favorite games. It's no longer in my top five, (laughs) but it's it's dropped out of my, it's still in
1: my top 10. I do. I like Eldritch horror because it's not Arkham. It's more like Indiana Jones.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it just reminds me of like uh, playing Call of Cthulhu RPG back with my college, my old college game group. And uh, it, my favorites were the like where you're spanning the globe, you know, and you're right, doing right, yeah. you're having encounters in Egypt, in Cairo, in whatever. I don't wanna be a in museum.
1: I don't wanna be <laughs> a library. I wanna go to yeah. Egypt. I wanna go to the Himalayas, I wanna go exactly. to Africa. I wanna go yeah. to the sideboard. Like that that's what El Jahar gives me and that I'm good with You that. know it.
0: You know it. And, and um, of, actually
1: and then Arkham yeah. 3rd Edition, uh, have you played Arkham 3rd Edition?
0: I have, I have. I like it, it too, but...
1: It looks like a freaking spaceship, because it's like <laughs> a circle, like corridor, circle. It's like, no! Give yeah, me yeah. the
0: world! <laughs> the world. I want the world map! That's funny. That's super funny. No, sorry, world,
1: sorry. Like, Ta- it's no. a brilliant tangent. Sorry, guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I got, that's what got me involved. And it was the Dice Tower Facebook group. That was actually the yeah. first group that I joined, you know, because you know, Dice Tower name yeah. recognition. And then I kind of like started branching out from there and learning about other groups, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think for this year, uh, first of all, I will just make this blanket statement. I think that solo gamers in general are just more humble and, um, (laughs) you know, they're more vulnerable than, um, than, than like general board gamers or multiplayer gamers. Um, There's a humility there, right? Like, because we spend a lot of time just on our own, right. (laughs) And doing our thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, it's also connected to, we tend to also, share similar reasons for why we choose to solo right. and a lot of those reasons might necessarily you know they might be connected to like mental health or like um you know uh getting tired being with people being introverted and those types of things right and so you know having so,
1: a disability you can't like access your game group or yeah a life or, change like i can't you know i had a baby i can't leave the house that's how i got into solo i had i had a baby
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Or folks who are, you know, and they're retired now and, you know, they're, right. they're kind of doing that. Right. So um, in general, that's why I'm kind of drawn to SBG is because of that. And there's just generally nicer, you know, the tenor of like, you know, and, and less incidents of like, um, you know, people posting, I think so-and-so is overrated, you know, to ask me, right, uh, right. prove me wrong or let's fight me or whatever. And I'm oh. like, that's not... I hate that's that stuff, you know. Meme. Get <laughs> the dude with the coffee cup, he's like coffee cup, please, please, coffee. That, please. <laughs> I know. But it's so it's so it's more confrontational out there, I right, think. Right. You know, I could I could be wrong, fight me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um this year I think there's more of just people kind of like being vulnerable and saying, Hey, you know, um I I set up and then I sat there and then I read the rules and then I just put it away. And that right. feeling, you know, kind of dissatisfied. And then when they post about that, you know, people come in, they're like, yeah, I get you. Like, you know, just yeah. there's, more, there's more empathy going on there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, so
1: they, they used to be, you know, people would post that a lot, but it would always be about like Navajo Wars. Or yeah. <laughs> like now they're posting it about horrified. <laughs> I, know. Like, I I, put yeah. this. In the, it took me two minutes to set up, but I, I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. This is,
0: yeah, for sure. Well, some of those like more complex monsters in Horrified are like, <laughs> like the Scarab one. <laughs> the, oh man, yeah. So anyway, um, which is another like good point to call out. Like Horrified is an amazing mass market game, and like right. the Prospero Hall games, a lot of them are you know kind of stepping up their game. Like, you know, it used to be like you would go you walk into the game section at Target and you're like, just tumbleweeds. Like, uh, there's nothing yeah, I'm yeah. interested in here, yeah, you know. But now it's like, Barbie oh, I like, I, like I like that, I like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that, I like that. There was Jaws of the Lion there a few, a few months back, you know, so. Jaws.
1: Like Jaws, itself was a good game.
0: I have it here on the shelf. I tried yeah. to solo it. Uh, turns out Act 2 was a lot easier to solo than Act 1. Act 1, the, <laughs> so anyway. Um, but yeah, so um, in general, I think that – folks are showing their vulnerability more as the times are kind of tougher out there. And, and there's a little bit more acceptance of that. That's, yeah. you know, kind of like what I'm noticing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Awesome. Um, and like, it, like the, but they're still engaging. They're still engaging with oh, yeah. like your questions and they're still engaging with it. It's just a little bit more difficult, but it, you know, yeah. it's a bump in the road, so to speak, but I think that people are still like the group is bigger than ever. Like, I mean, I, oh, I yeah. think that this thing is just going crazy yeah
0: one. no it's like 30 it's a 25 30 thousand i think i could be my numbers could be a little off but not by much there's a lot of people in spg which is kind of funny because like you know it's still it's still it's getting better but you know still outside it's like you still get the why do you play solo games why not just play a video game you know and you're like ah, oh, here we go again you know? <laughs> <laughs> right do you have a good um, answer
1: for that do you have do you have a, a thing that you say
0: um, maybe just turn away, like not even bother to get i 'm just kidding um,
1: <laughs> <Hold your nose.
0: laughs> um I kind of default to nowadays it 's like well, you know a lot of people you know um, find value in it um, i wouldn 't dismiss it out of hand, you know, like just just be open just that would be my message if 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 there are multiplayer ga- primarily multiplayer gamers out there who are like listening to this or, or you know it 's like there is a lot more under the heavens and on the earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And don't, don't judge people too much for why they want to play solo. We have, we have a a whole spectrum of reasons and I use the word spectrum intentionally, right? Like, um, so uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's very, very hard to judge folks for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, My my thing is, okay. So the whole board games are social thing to me is propaganda. I think the first board games were solo and therefore people think board games are solo as like, no, board games are a technology and it, as a technology, they can do whatever you want them to do. You know, like, you know, I have a phone. Right. And Mm -hmm. it used to be weird to play games in my phone. Do you remember, Mm -hmm. you know, we're of an age, right? You remember like the little flip phones and the little LCD screen. You couldn't play games on that thing. And it was like ridiculous. But then the technology got better. The screen got bigger and I could play games on it now. And it's like now it's like a big thing. So like the technology of board games got better. And like yeah. more able to, like AI, like board games have an AI now. They, 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 would, they, would know, they didn't have to, used to have like, you know, a card deck that was like against you. You didn't have to have that. And then they kind of like Ryan Akintia and the, 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 they was that invented that technology. And now it's like the board, the solo technology in board games is like amazing. Like they, they yeah. it's all over the place. And so it's like, let's not let our previous assumptions that we gathered like in a previous generation like infect what was, what's going on now. That, that's kind of yeah, my sure. uh, approach to it.
0: For sure. Yeah. Um, and, and to your point about like solo AIs and um, they have improved so much in just a short yeah. amount of time. And oh, you've yeah. got folks like uh, David turcy and that's you've got exactly more, what
1: was, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah.
0: Morton Modrad Peterson, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, autom- Automa Factory, um, who else is working there? Uh, Daniel Villarreal, who just did the solo mode for um, uh, End- Endless Winter," which is on right. s- uh, Kickstarter now. like these folks are like really, really figuring out and um, not only like how can we make it more challenging, but also how can we make it more streamlined? right? Yes. Like, oh we God. want
1: Yes please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we want something that doesn't take Almost as much cognitive load as a, as playing multi handed to operate, right. you know, and and so those are some of the best experiences for me, especially me because I'm famously very rules comprehension is a is an issue for me, um, so. <laughs> So yeah, I heard so, that the, uh,
1: at the getting a restarted episode you did, I, I uh, my heart sang. I'm like, I have to have Martin because uh, you said you were a thematic gamer, and I'm like, I am. Yes, yes, yeah, that's it, yeah. And like, like mean, us, us thematic gamers, we don't really jive with rules as written. We're not going to like download a copy into our brains and then reproduce it. It's not happening.
0: No, so it's and, a much and for, more chaotic process. And furthermore, if you show me the game box and there's like a castle and a field, I'm already asleep. I'm like, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Peter Goose's castles of Burgundy. That's to you, man. That's to you.
0: Uh, I have very, very few uh, like pure euro games on my shelf. Um, they have to have a heavy helping of themes, so like my favorite worker placement game is um, uh, eric lang 's uh, godfather corleone 's empire okay. which is yeah. you can't it 's worker placement, but you get to do drive by shootings in New York City and send your send the other family 's thugs to sleep with the fishes in the east river i 'm like mm-hmm. Hey, You're I'm in. there. That's, I'm you got <laughs> That's you got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I nice. that, to me the the yeah, I, I need a lot of theme for my games for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of theme, so this is the you, I you put up the post. We put it, um, we began. Another well, another reason why I wanted to reach out to you, talk to you. Um, let's talk about the game you just finished. Let's talk about Black Orchestra. Yeah. Um, one of my, I we, I did review it like way back in the day. I've not played it since then. I just kind of thought about it. Uh, three years ago, I reviewed it, uh, under it was like games, I forget what I called it, uh, games that raise issues. Uh, because it's, it's Nazi Germany and right. it's the rise of Hitler. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of possibly difficult engagement going on, but I feel like and I, uh, I feel like that game just does so well with mm-hmm. the theme, honoring the theme, and all that kind of stuff. So let's so let's let's get into it, man. Let's talk about uh, sure. Little Black Orchestra. So break it down for us.
0: Yeah. So what I said first about the the game um, when I posted about it on SBG earlier to this morning, as a matter of fact, is was. Um, I I played it over the weekend and then me and my buddy Sean were talking about it because he, he can't, you know, he can't hang with the Nazi World War II, um, you know, theme. Um, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. So he was like, could could you possibly think about retheming it to Star Wars? And we're trying to kick around some Star Wars ideas about how to retheme it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that made me think, because usually I, I've rethemed about like a dozen games now. Hmm. Mostly to Star Wars, I have I have like three <laughs> different three different Mandalorian rethemes. You know, I that, love the Mandalorian, what, um, by the way. They did with Secret <laughs>
1: Hitler, like the most popular yeah. um, retheme of Secret Hitler is Secret Sith Lord.
0: Secret Sith, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also a Harry Potter one, which is pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the more I th- so normally I wouldn't have a problem thinking of a retheme for for any game. You know, even Aeon's End, I've got several retheme ideas for that. Mm-hmm. But when I, the more I thought about like Black Orchestra, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't think of a theme that's going to improve because this is one game that really the the theme drives the mechanics and the mechanics reinforce the theme. They're so well integrated that you you, you couldn't swap. You know, like unlike say, I'm not I'm not going to mention the games any any, any name of, of games, but there's so many that are just the theme is obviously pasted on. Um, There was one that I got really excited about recently again i won't mention the name but i was i fell in You're love so with nice. the theme <laughs> i thought you yeah. were man i thought you <laughs> no it's barred come on <laughs> name name all right name. fine fine there was a kickstarter there is a kickstarter now for a game called shadow network okay mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard of it right. and um it is a worker placement mid-weight and it is in the 1960s cold war which i'm a sucker for that theme i love that and the art really? is gorgeous and i'm like I'm, I'm all over it i'm gonna back it all in day one and then i took a look at it i took a closer look at the game mechanisms and i got disappointed because it's like turns out it just seems like a euro worker placement game with slight tweaks but doesn't really bring anything new to the gameplay and it just seemed to me like the theme was pasted on and at that point i'm like "Mm, i'm out you know and that sucks it sucks because the i felt that they could have done so much more you there aren't enough games with that theme which by the way pandemic legacy season zero is that theme. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about that, you know? Um, But yeah, so, so yeah. So, so going back to black orchestra, right? The theme and the mechanisms are so well integrated. And then speaking of, yeah.
1: I I mean, it's, it's a one, it's a wonderful player cooperative game. And mm-hmm. it is that, that that pandemic style where like you're playing you're you're doing pawns and you go from zone zone to zone trying to do stuff. Yeah. Only instead of like curing diseases, you're trying to like, kill Hitler. And right. <laughs> Hitler <laughs> is a I think he's a piece, right? Isn't he a piece?
0: Yes. So there are these rectangular tokens and they have right. the names on them. Hitler and his five deputies, right. Right. And, and like, uh um,
1: and you know,
0: himmler and himmler, yep. borman and those all those folks and, and then, uh, um, they, they
1: are they are actual pieces on the board right? they're walking around like doing thematic stuff so like you know kind of reenacting things and like they're visiting here and then so yeah. like you go through the different rounds and they're going around and, and on your end the player end you're playing like revolutionaries who i don't know if they knew each other but they're but you know they were in the
0: resistance <sighs> Right. Yeah. So um, you're playing um, either you're a member of the German military, the Fehrmacht, or you're a member of the Abwehr, which is kind of like their CIA, or you're a civilian. Um, and these are all based on actual historical figures, right? And they, all their stories are right on the player board. Right. And um, yeah, so basically you're you're trying to grab items and you're trying to get you know, cards that are trying to uh, increase your motivation while while keeping managing your suspicion level because the Gestapo is onto you and they know that you're plotting to try to assassinate Hitler. And so as Hitler and his deputies are moving around and it's all powered by an events deck with seven stages, right? And the events are, again, based on historical things, you know, and then this happened and then the the effect of it is Hitler's military support increases by this much and they move over here, which if you're trying to, like, if you already have a plot in place and you're like, okay, Hitler's there, that's where we're going to hit him. And then the event card comes out and says, oh, Hitler leaves there and you're like, ah, you know, it's like, <laughs> and that, that's kind of like a lot of the game for you is like you're, you're, you're trying to decide when is going to be the right moment. To try to you know uh, use this plot and there's different plot cards like you could try to bomb his plane you could try to derail his train you could try to set a sniper in place you could you could try that coup d'état you know those types of things so it's all super super thematic right and it just like really feels immerses you in that in that world in the 1940s you know World War II you're in Berlin you're in Western Eastern Europe Western Europe you know and and yeah it's just it, it's it's like it's like getting lost in a t- in a good TV show um, for exactly. for a couple of hours. So yeah, that's great. And then the other thing related to um, you know me and not 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 doing well with rules is the <laughs> turns. <laughs> The turn sequence is printed right on the game board, and then here's what you do if you're in prison, and here's how you resolve plots. It's all right in front of you, which means once you are you got the hang of it, you never have to pick up the rule book again, which I love. And why aren't more game publishers and designers doing that for us solo gamers, you know? Um, yeah, so uh, – yeah so really easy, straightforward rules, very, very um clear turn sequence um, and uh highly thematic so um, I've had it for at least a year and a half now, and i i I still hits my table, um, and it's not that heavy like bGG complexity rating is about two point five you know, so it's about the same as Clank or a little bit slightly heavier than Clank. So I think it's it's oh and it's very easy to teach because it's a co-op and you know just keep on going and then if like your person you're teaching loses their way just show them on the on the game board and they can pick it up mm-hmm. so excuse me um so yeah the, it's so great the
1: big the big problem that people have with Black Orchestra it once they get past the theme is the dice rolling and, the, and the, the dice resolution because it really is kind of an all or nothing deal where mm-hmm. we're used to in our solo games, we're used to like, you know, you roll and then you twist and you need to mitigate, you spend this token, you, you raise this by one. raise it. So like, there's always these like tools, right? So when you get yeah. to black orchestra and there's like, you know, it's not like totally up to the fates not Yahtzee, but... <laughs> it's not
0: Yahtzee.
1: You, you can fail. Yes, you know, And you can fail big time. Like if you don't hit, like if you yes. plan on hitting Hitler, and like you said before, like, you know, you're, 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 Hitler's there. And let's say the event didn't take him away. He's right there. You're going to play your plot, and then you're going to, like, go for it. And then it's like, oh, no, I have to play for like yeah. 40 minutes to set this up again. <laughs> yeah. He's a little, uh, little anti-modern uh, game design
0: it, it is, but it isn't, right? So I argue, I argue about this about uh, in my piece on, on solo board gamers. I'm like is there randomness in this game? Absolutely. And, and normally like most, most modern gamers are like, Oh, randomness, Uh, bad. Right. (laughs) But I think what's, what's interesting about the designers of this game is that they embrace the randomness and they made it a core piece of the gameplay. Right. So.
1: They just went for it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you already know that you're going to roll X amount of dice for this plot, but if Hitler's military support is too high, you can't do it. If it's, you know and, and so in a sense the mitigation is up to you you have to decide when the, the the stars align and it's like okay this is the right time the right place and i have just enough dice and then i sometimes you have get cards in your hand that allow you to potentially reroll one die or something like that so there is there is some like you know modern board game mitigation but it also has that element of you know you could just fail, you could and, and that's exactly what was happening in our last game. We had like multiple plots to assassinate Hitler we, that we tried, and they all all of them failed by one <laughs> every one of them, and we were like so frustrated it was like, ah, and we and we lost, right. <laughs>
1: and it's funny because it's like you know it extends the gameplay game play. like you either can end the game or you're going to play for another 20 30 minutes to set it up and yeah. we're not used to that like we're used to games last so long like you either right. let you play until you win or you play until the game until so that the timer whatever timer the game especially in a co-op game usually the timer is like you know the the a deck like you know, and it kind of runs out or yeah. a set number of turns here it's like yeah. well here is another 20 t- <laughs> not 20 <laughs> but like here's another bunch of turns
0: yeah Although you do have, um, so when you, so like I said, the the events deck is divided into seven, seven stages, right? And when you get to deck number seven, there's one card that's shuffled in there, and you don't know where it's when it's going to come out. But that one card is called uh, documents found. And basically, the Gestapo has uh, discovered your plot and you're thrown in prison and executed like, done okay. and so you're, you're in the back of your mind you're like we can't take too long on this because we're going to get to stage seven and that card's going to come out and it, which is exactly how my last game ended that was after like six failed plots the ultimate insult was and by the way the gestapo arrests you which again a lot of people are like <laughs> screw this game I, I i played i played for three hours and then because of one card i lose and a lot of people will get pissed off by that but that's but that's the nature of the game, right? Like, if you're not okay with that, then don't buy it. <laughs> don't I mean, play I it.
1: I used to be really like I, you go through phases with this stuff, right? Like, you know, so I, I played you know the, the 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 silly games, right? And then I got into real board games, uh, you know, the pandemics and the you know, and like you know, got blown away, and I got really into like, you know, really tight mechanisms. And I got really, it's like, you know, the, the not randomness and the lots of mitigation. And I'm like, okay, this game has too much randomness, therefore it's not good. Um, but then I think I've kind of evolved again. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, oh, you know, what the son choose to forget, the grandchildren choose to remember type thing. So like, I, I, I finally got back to like embracing. So like, you know, Arkham Park 2nd Edition, another example of like a game that's just a, a giant mess of rolling. Uh, And, and, you know, when I first played it, I spent that five hours. I hated hated everything. Um, But then now I'm like back into it because like games that they, and again, this is a thematic thing. It's like games that are too tight. It's almost like they squeeze the theme out. And like games that have like that, that randomness factor kind of open up the excitement and it's in the excitement that you can get really thematic, emotionally attached moments. And if you put that safety net there, then like, you know, kind of putting huggies on the, on the experience, so to speak, you know, and and I get it. You want to avoid unhappiness, but like you've, you've you've also kind of like littered the happiness. Like I'd rather have an open system nowadays and, and not enough for every game, but like, I think black orchestra is a perfect example of something where I want to yeah. like hoot and a holler when I beat Hitler. And if I just, and if, if I, um, <laughs> so funny to say, uh, and if I like strategize my way to it, it's, it's a different kind of exciting.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I absolutely 100% agree. Like um, if the theme is, immersive and exciting enough, I am willing to forgive a certain level of randomness. So I agree with you 100%, right? We're fellow thematic gamers. after other people, they might like. Oh no, no way! You know, like I want to be able to predict everything that happens, and I will score exactly forty-eight victory points. <laughs>
1: you know, <so. laughs> or, or like they, they want their choices. They, that's what they'll say. They'll say they want their choices to matter. And in a yeah. game like Black Orchestra, the the dice will take away their choice. That's that's what they're. That's what they kind of th- they think.
0: Yeah, but again. Uh, that's exactly how it was for these plotters. They were not in control of every aspect, right? right? So it, it's right. It, like, but this is why I come back to why I said earlier, it's like they they embraced the randomness and they made it a piece of the core gameplay in service of the theme and I think it totally works in this game which is not to say like you know I'm 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 a modern board gamer like you like there are just some games where it's like that randomness is just so annoying (laughs) yeah right so did you use randomness in an intelligent way or did you use randomness in a frustrating way and I'm not down with a frustrating way but I am down with people who you know aren't afraid of dice and figure out creative ways to use it intelligently Mm. so (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so, I mean, Black Orchestra, you know, re- revisiting the, revisiting Black Orchestra, I'm, it's it's a home run, you know. And I, yeah. I've definitely gone back to some of the games that I kind of poo-pooed at the time as a newer reviewer. Like, you know, my, my first and second year, like I kind of go back and think of, well, how did I think of that game? It's like, oh, that changed a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Black Orchestra
1: <laughs> is definitely one of those.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like it. And it's, look, it's a 2016 release, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a... It's, it's, uh, For me, at least, personally, it's not in my top 10, but it's probably in my top 15. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you're the same way, but I have this, like, sick habit of um, going to PubMeeple to the ranking engine and every so often just, like, importing my entire 300-game collection uh, and then having just, like, spending i don't know half an hour 45 minutes just having them fight it out and then downloading the results into a spreadsheet and like this is my this is my you know like my ranking for this quarter i do it roughly four times a year so yeah i'm, I'm actually pretty in touch with what's in my top 10 and it's it's kind of disturbing actually
1: <laughs> uh, uh, i have a geek list of every cooperative i'm a big op co-op ge- co-op fan mm-hmm. i have a geek nice. list every I love cooperative co-op games. game i've played and it's about up to about 210 wow. of, the, of like rank. Like when you, you probably played as many, you, you probably, if you really think about it, like you probably thrown as many on there, Maybe uh, I don't know. something like that. And, and so like the, the ranking is kind of static. Like I'll every once in a while, like one will kind of like bump up and down and everything. But like for the most part, like, I mean, Spirit Island, Mage Knight, mm-hmm. um, pandemic. Oh my God. Pandemic is always my favorite game. Um, like they, they kind of like they, they're they they're really hard to dethrone <laughs> like they're really ch- and then like then be play like you know in other places but they're the top ones man they don't they don't change
0: it'll change um yeah i'm uh, uh people don't like me very much because i'm I, I, I don't fall into i'm not a fan of mage knight and um Ooh. i do own <gasps>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, just go to the video just for that. I'll timestamp it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not a fan of Mage Knight. I sorry, you know. <laughs> okay, so I will say this. Um I am a unabashed medium weight gamer. Like that's like sure. three, three point five, that's where my sweet spot is, mm-hmm. and uh complexity. And Mage Knight is like sits at a four point three. And uh, I've always been the same, even, even like outside of games, like when I was like, um, let's say I was trying to build a computer or whatever. If it gets to a certain level of complexity, I start to get this like, um uh, uh anxious feeling in the pit of my stomach like what if i can't put it back together again what if i screw up what if i You know? and so it's just like it's it's, it's all wrapped up in my own personal kind of neurosis um so yeah so uh mage knight is just it's outside of my zone of comfort for complexity right. and so therefore i no longer have fun and i realize that for a lot of solo board gamers especially solo board gamers where you have pretty much all the time in the world and some people have the luxury of keeping it set up long term and just playing a few turns at a time and and then going away and coming back, um, they love the complexity. They revel in it, and I'm just like, yeah, that's not me. You know, right. I can't, I can't force myself. I will also say that I do own Spirit Island. I played, I, I played with one spirit, to just training wheels, man, and. Um, <laughs> The idea of like, there's one guy on SBG. He's like, I, I played six spirits at the same time. And I'm like, how's your brain? <laughs> you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not really that down with Spirit Island either. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, no- the
1: number one and two game by like a billion years respectively. I know.
0: I know. And I totally respect people who love these games. And I understand why people love these games. It's just, it's not for me. I can't. Yeah. I got, I gotta be true to myself. My number ones are Aeon's end has been my number one for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I love deck builders. I have to say that people are like, Oh, I'm so sick of the deck building mechanic. I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, so legendary encounters. I, you know, love the X files. It's connected Mm -hmm. to my like, you know, old school love of the X files, a TV show. Um, I love Aus- Australia, which is a Martin Wallace game from, yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: Podcast listeners, but the face is not impressed. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's one of my it's favorites. Okay, it's okay. It's, I got to say. It's too
1: mechanical for me.
0: I hear you. I hear you. I totally understand that. Um, there, to me, there is a comfort <laughs> in, the, uh, in a very, very kind of like dis- uh, 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 set turn sequence once there are too many exceptions so famously i arkham horror lcg i really wanted to love that game when i first um tried it because again like i mentioned earlier i'm an old school chaosium call of cthulhu rpg or and when i heard like the the pitch for it it's like oh just a deck of cards and um it's basically going to give you an rpg experience without a game master just like on your own with the cards and i'm like oh my gosh this sounds amazing um and then when i actually got it at the table the core box and then i tried like four or five different times to just restart because i just it was it was the ambiguity that was destroying me i would just have to stop playing and i'm like i don't know exactly how to proceed here and within these three rule books that are with it i can't find the answer to my question and i there are people who can, who can just get beyond, get past that, that ambiguity, and they're like, I'll just figure it out, whatever. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Um, the funny thing was, so I got rid of it, famously, and then um, I tried Marvel Champions, like many moons down the, ro- down the road, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. And it was the experience of getting used to Marvel Champions that kind of leveled up leveled me up to the point where I'm like, oh, now now I can grok, I can wrap my hand or Arkham or, or LCG. So I, I'm working my way up to the really, really complex games, but I think 3.5 complexity is my current limit of where I'm comfortable. To
1: me, <laughs> like a game has to be like thematic, like it has to like the theme has to kind of rise with the complexity in order for me to be into it. Like once you get that complexity, kind of like arcs up, and then like the theme is just you know that you get that it's more and more pasted on. So you get like an arc ride right, or piece for Odin. You know I, I like the, I am not convinced that Vikings put their loot away in like polyomino shapes in like little huts over here. It, it, that's not gonna I'm not gonna do it for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like a, but a game like through the ages I find is very you know it's it's complex and or like mm. Spirit Island I find I, I can see the 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 mo Mohan, Mokan, Dehan, De- Dejan, something. guys. Little, yeah, yeah. Little guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little guys, you know, you're defending them. You know, you're backing them up as they're, you know, defending against the, like, I can see that. So that, that helps me. Nice. Um, I mean, so that is, yeah, no, that, we, we covered a lot of ground over there, my friend. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Through the ages, I play it on the iPad, and that's how I have fun right. with it. Also, because uh, you actually meet um, Vlada in the tutorial. And he's funny. So that's one yeah, of the Vlad things is, I enjoy yeah, about. The- Vlad is like a, a little bit of
1: uh, uh we wanna say like a curmudgeon. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome! Yeah, so um, thematic games are my jam. The- yeah, Midweight thematic games, uh, thematic games. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, I I really hope that we get a chance to talk about some more uh, going down the road. I see uh, Professor Evil in the Citadel of Time behind you. That's one of my uh, uh sneaky favorites. I do love that one. Um, I'm actually. Playing oh yeah, it. Or, that one. Uh, yep, that's the one right over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually uh, by the time this video releases, I will have played it on an uh, extra life uh, uh stream. Just because I want to, (laughs) Uh, and you know, and this this stuff is gonna maybe maybe we'll talk about pandemic zero, uh, pandemic legacy zero. Do you have a a group for it?
0: No, I don't. Um, In fact, I have. uh, I I just own. I just bought a pandemic. You can't see it in the uh, leg season one. It's still in shrink, and I just introduced it to my son and daughter, and. they are they they're excited and they want to you know try it and i'm like okay let's let's start a game together and let's see if we can keep it going because it's it's organized in months right like i've never i've never played the pandemic legacy game so mm-hmm. i would hate to have to solo it <laughs> because i hear it's much much better if you share the experience with others so yeah, yeah i i mean yeah.
1: yes and no like it's like a novel right? And mm-hmm. you can enjoy like a popcorn novel on your own. Like, you know, you don't have to have... Like, obviously, you, you want that pop experience. Like, you know, the big surprises who, what's in the box, what's the, you know, and like, you know, sharing that. But I don't know. Like, I... I I, not that i soloed it but like i can see that i can at least mm-hmm. see like if you can't get your group together which is how people play gloomhaven like you, like the gloomhaven groups fell apart after four or five games it's like i have this giant box with a whole bunch of unopened little boxes i'm soloing this bad boy uh mm-hmm. you, can, you know you can go through it so like i don't know i, I wouldn't necessarily exclude it you know if, if mm-hmm. that's if you're into it like if you get to a couple of months and you're like really it, you want to find out what happens and mm-hmm. explore the game
0: yeah but yeah, um, I'm super excited about Pandemic Legacy Season Zero because, like I said, I am a complete sucker for that mil- that that kind of Cold War. You know, um, just uh, I bought Twilight Struggle because right. that's what that is. But I don't have anybody to play with, so. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, there is a solo, like a fan made solo mode for it on BGG. But it's like it's flow thirty pages; it's, it's, it's flow gigantic. It's
1: like, a, it's like a military <laughs> wargame.
0: I can't I can't do it. I'm not ready for that. That's the other thing that um going back to Michael and Solosaurus, he's a hardcore war gamer from way, way back. And so that's kind of like one of the tensions that we have on our on our show is he's constantly trying to uh sp- to, to yank me into the solo game, Martin. Try this solo game, this war game. You know, he wants to, he wants to pull me over there, and I'm not ready to go. And so, <laughs> and I'm trying to like slowly like turn him into a more thematic right. gamer. So that's kind of like how you know we're that's that's our odd couple shtick that's going on there a little
1: mm-hmm. bit. So <laughs> you guys are Solosaurus. Uh, that is mm-hmm. a not quite weekly, but you know, just like whatever you got. Uh, it it it's, comes out. It's, of
0: it's actually always been a bi-weekly show, right. and it, okay. uh, the, a new episode will always drop um, Friday, every second Friday at midnight, mm. um, is, uh, midnight Eastern. So we're still, we're still maintaining the same schedule that Brandon and Carter uh, started right. back in 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Brandon and Carter were very, very good about sticking each episode to about 45 minutes. And <laughs> so far, we've been averaging double that for well, every episode. They were very like,
1: <laughs> okay, let's get to the game. And they were very kind of concentrated on it, like, we're going to break this thing down. Uh, you guys are you know, uh, off the cuff a little bit better, which is hey, you know Oh,
0: what? my gosh. <laughs> well, it's like okay when they would do the news section. So you know, SoloSaurus like you know always starts off before the review to the news, and they would just get through like you know it's a, it's a newscast. But when when Michael and I do the news, it's like Martin, do you know about what do you what do you know about this game? Oh my gosh, I just love this, I love it.
1: <laughs> I gotta go check the Kickstarter right now. We're
0: gonna,
1: <laughs> I'm checking this out. Do you see this? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh awesome. well uh, thank yeah. you so much man this has been such a great pleasure um, yeah I, I know you guys in the video you're going to comment on there it's like oh you for a couple of yawns there yes it's almost 11 o'clock and I'm, <laughs> I'm a dad that I'm about to go to bed uh, but no this was super fun I, I absolutely likewise uh, whenever um, because Michael was uh, me- messages during the, the cast he just you just lost the thread like you know family and work and all that kind of thing but I would love to have you guys on uh, uh, down the road Uh, or maybe I can hop on your show. We could do a combined thing, but you know, yeah,
0: we'd love it. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Um, No, this is, this is awesome. So Solosaurus, uh, bi-weekly podcast, uh, Martin and Michael have picked up the baton. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything, uh, and solo board gamers, SPG and the different, uh, Facebook groups. You can always catch up with Martin over there
0: yeah thank you so much it was, been a, it was been a lot of fun and a pleasure and thank you for staying up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i hope you enjoyed that shelf story this is jason reminding you if you could change your mind you could change the world so until next time late everybody
0: thanks for joining us again for the one-stop co-op shop podcast check out our youtube channel at one-stop co-op shop Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash onestop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.